Hello there. I'm Gloria Warren, and this is the Eloquent Wife Podcast, a safe space in time where we discuss all things pertaining to wifelyhood. So whether you're dealing with unforgiveness, are in the honeymoon phase, or have unmet desires, needs, or expectations, you can rest assured that you will gain godly tips and strategies that will help to transform your marriage for the rest of your life. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Eloquent Wife Podcast. My name is Gloria Warren, and I am very excited to be here with you on this Tuesday morning. It is 10.09 here in Sandusky, Ohio, and I see that I have my mom on. Good morning, mother. I see that you remembered this morning. (laughs) But I'm excited to have you here. For those of you who are here, let me know and leave your name, your state, your city, your country in the comment section because I would love to greet you. I would absolutely love to greet you. And before we jump into the topic for today, which is going to be a beautiful one, which I believe I believe you're going to really enjoy it. Um, We have, there's, there's so many things that's been on my heart lately and I'm trying to like pace myself and, and see where God will actually take me. But um, before we get into all of that, if you're watching the replay, then I welcome you as well. And you can drop reply or replay. I was about to say reply. Replay in the comment section so you can become a part of the interaction as well. And for my sisters who are listening by way of podcast, I welcome you. Hey, sis. I know you're just hearing me, but yes. Hey, sis. We love our audio family as well. And we thank you and appreciate you for your continued love and support for streaming the episodes. Um, every stream matters. It, it really does matter. And I just want to say thank you. And um, if you've never left us a review, please consider leaving us a five star review for whichever whichever podcasting um, platform that you love to use, because that would greatly help us. It will help us greatly get my words mixed up this morning. So. um, I'm still. Like trying to process how I'm going to just move forward with everything that I'm doing today. Um, But these podcast recordings are going to take place every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, 
and unless it's stated otherwise. So we're going to be here. We're going to be talking. We're going to be fellowshipping. We're going to be interacting um, because we just have to build that community because it's always safety in a community. Good morning, Christine Grace. How are you? Um, I have a special announcement this morning. This coming Monday, we have a very special guest that will be joining. Um, she's going to be joining me on this podcast. And let me tell you, she is altogether something special. So... I'm going to be announcing more of that, of who she is at the end of our segment today. So be sure that you stick around and stay locked in so that you don't miss any of the details because you're not going to want to miss next week's episode. I promise you that. And that's going to be October 31st at 10 a.m. We're going to be streaming live together. And the topic that we're going to talk about it's going to be really, really good for the lovely, beautiful women of God. For anybody, really. But, you know, hey. So, last thing to my newbies. If you're here for the very first time, um, and if you're joining me for the very first time, listening for the very first time, welcome. And I want to give to you something very special to me, which is um, my five key elements guide. And this is where I share five things that will help you to access the heart of your husband. And you can go and you can get this and download this to your device, whatever device you want. It's a free gift from me for joining and for just taking the time out to be here because I know that you could be doing so many other things. This is my way of saying thank you. And you can go and get this at www.gloriawarren.com forward slash five keys. So let us pray. And let us get ready to get into the topic for today, because I believe it's going to be a blessing. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, God, for this day. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for being such a good father. These are the words that I love to say to you at the beginning of every prayer, because it stands the test of time. You're always a good father. You're always there. You always see, you know, you always know and you always care. And so, God, in your sovereignty, Lord, I pray that you would commission every word that comes forth out of my mouth. Let it be that of wisdom. Let it be that of knowledge. That let it be that of understanding. That any person who will hear this, Lord God, will be able to pull everything that you desire for her to have concerning where she is, her marriage, her stance, her state. Lord, we thank you because you are a good father. And every time we meet God, you always meet us with just awesomeness. You always meet us with clarity and clarification and, and just wisdom. And we know that wisdom is the principal thing. And if we want to prosper in this life, wisdom is the key thing. And so, God, I thank you for giving me this word to share. And I pray that you would take it and that you would use it for your glory, that there will be no hindrances, oh God, that there will be nothing that will be able to stop that which you desire to do 
through this. Lord, let it touch every heart. Let something that is said hit every heart. And may it fall on good ground. And God, I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Good morning, Mom Warren. I see that you're here. Christine, you said, good morning, woman of God. Good morning, woman of God. So let's get into the topic for today. So today we're going to be talking about attraction. Three keys to obtaining desire. Three keys to obtaining desire. So, attraction is the action or power of evoking interest, pleasure, or liking for someone or something. And when I say the action or power of evoking, evoke is defined as bringing something to mind. So the actual power of bringing something to mind that interests you, that brings you pleasure or liking for someone or something. So in this case, we're talking about our spouse. Evoke is to call to mind, to recall to mind. So if you're calling something to mind, then that is you being introduced to something but when you recall something to the mind that is you reintroducing it to yourself even though you you, even though you may have known about it it may have gotten misplaced it may have gotten you know life happens and so you forgot and you forget to do certain things and so when you evoke something you're bringing it back to mind you're calling it to mind you're recalling it to the mind And so there is a wide spectrum when we talk about attraction, obtaining desire. There's so many people who might hear this who fall on different places of the spectrum. And so every time I do a podcast, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, Some of the topics, they can be so broad and it's like, okay, Lord, how do I form this around what you desire for me to form it around? How do I do this? Where do, where do I study? Where do I look and where, what is it that you want me to say? And I believe that many businesses, everything that we gravitate to is something that brings a solution. And so although we can just give information based on, yeah, 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 okay. But when we provide solutions for people, then that is sometimes the most beneficial place. And so I got this from verywellminded.com and it says, Why am I no longer attracted to my husband? 
And so, again, we're going to hit many different points in this discussion and conversation for today. But this is a question that was posed on the website, and I felt like it was very, very fitting. And so I want to just speak to this for a moment. Um, And it says, the question is, um, that was on the article, is why am I no longer attracted to my husband or my spouse? And it says, this could happen if you lose the chemistry that existed between the two of you or feel unattracted to changes with the body or physical appearance. And so when we talk about obtaining desire for attraction, the word obtain means to get, acquire, or secure something. So you're getting something, you're acquiring something, or you're securing something. Romance is something that can easily take a back seat. I'm going to say that again. Romance is something that can easily take a back seat. I see something's going on with my internet, but hopefully it gets situated and worked out. So. Let me know if y'all can still hear me because I see I see the buffering on my screen. But I'm going to continue. So becoming too familiar with a person has always been depicted as something sort of negative. And although we should be familiar with our husbands, coming to becoming too familiar Without leaving any room for excitement, mystery, newness, freshness. We can become too comfortable with each other and live as the co-ed roommate to each other. So, you know, like in college, they have co-ed dorm rooms. They have girls on one side, boys on the other side. And so... When things become too familiar, you become too familiar with each other. Oh, that's just so-and-so, you know, there's no excitement there. You then just, you're just existing together. You're just roommates together. Desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. So again, like we're placing all of these definitions with the topic, attraction, three keys to obtaining desire. If you're obtaining something, you're acquiring it, you're securing it, you're getting it. And understanding the differences in the gender roles, I believe, will greatly help some who may watch this. Because, again, everyone is on this spectrum. Like, you're in different places. You're different time zones. Like, not time zones as in the clock, but your the amount of time that you've been married. Some people may listen to this and like, yes, yes. Some people may listen to this and it's like, oh, I never knew that. And so wherever you are, 
knowing the difference in your role, his role, how you think, how you process things can help you because in all that getting, if you get an understanding, you can better um, just form your life, your union, everything that you have within your hands, you can form it better. And so God has created in men a love for the view of their wife, her body, her form. And he places this even in his word. It is good and right, righteous and godly for a husband to be drawn to looking at and touching his wife her body, her form, both uncovered and clothed. So there may be times where you get tired of this, of your husband's limbs finding their way to different locations of you. But it's by God's design. And we're just forming our conversation. You may be one who says, no, ma'am, I actually really love when he touches me. And this is a beautiful thing. And we bless God for you. But there are women who don't have that same testimony. And so we want to make sure that we cover all areas because this is one of the main areas that the enemy fights. And if he can conquer this area, he can destroy your home because it's something that you can't pray away. When it comes to certain areas of us, there are some things that you can't pray away. Like if you're married and you're living together, but yet both people are starved in certain areas, the enemy is going to use that to his advantage, whether you're at work wherever you are, to give a visual, to give some type of sensation. The enemy is very, very crafty. He's very, very crafty. And if we are not wise and don't use wisdom, this can go for male or female that are married together. The enemy can easily use this area to bring and wreak havoc. It is a healthy occurrence when your husband has a desire for you. And if this were to ever stop, then you would stop and question like, why, what's going on? Your mind would go to a different place. And so it's actually a good thing. And so this is like a side note. This is a side note. If you always find yourself pushing him away, then in this moment, then we just kindly say that this should stop like right now. And anything that you struggle with, I 
wholeheartedly, I say this all the time, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that you can take that to God. And I believe in being 100% honest with God and telling him, Lord, I don't like this. I know that, you know, this is part of it, but Lord, I don't like this. It actually gets on my nerves. But you can grow in learning to be okay. And we're going to even get more into this and in like the brain activity and um, how your body senses can respond and will respond if your mindset changes, because all it is is a mindset thing, because if you can consistently tell yourself and see him coming to you and it's like you just you just have this immediate attitude, your body's going to respond to that. Your mind is going to respond to that. Your heart is going to respond to that. And if your heart is responding in a negative way, then how can you how can you flourish in something that you already shut down before it even comes to you? But we're going to get into this more. Okay. So I have this this saying that there are many women that are single. Who would be happy to take our place, your place? And even while you stand in your place as his wife, there are women who would be willing to sabotage you. Even knowing who you are, she would be willing to sabotage you and open her home to him to get what he has to give if she could and so when you look at it like this and you realize okay whether I'm standing in this spot or not there is somebody who would be I don't say the word crazy enough but there's somebody who is just I don't want to say the word raunchy either I'll I don't know. There's somebody y'all get what I'm trying to say. There's somebody who would be willing to say, you know what? I don't care about her. I'm going to get what I'm going to get. And, you know, if she ain't doing it. I can do it. So everything concerning this area has been given to you by God to protect you, him, your marriage. I did a, um, a teaching a couple years ago, and I don't fully remember the title of the message, but I stated that his craving for you is God's mechanism in him to keep him coming back to you. And I'll explain. Because most men aren't emotional like us. And so it's easy for our hearts and minds to get attached. It's easy for us as women, for our minds and our hearts to get attached to something. But even if a man is lying, because he spoke the right language to a woman. It can captivate her if she is not discerning. Or if she is unwilling to weigh his actions from his words. Because actions will always speak louder than words. You can say something all day, but your actions will always speak. But I'm just sharing the difference between men and women. Because an action will always yield fruit. As women, 
God created us to love deep emotional conversations and connections. Words from the heart is what captivates the attention and the heart of a woman towards their man, towards their husband. And the man doesn't necessarily have to be like, I don't know. Some people feel like everything is based on looks. And I know that you have to be able to enjoy what you see. But when a person knows how to, a man knows how to speak to the heart of a woman, of his wife. Whether he is like this top model or not, if she is able to gravitate and cling to that which he speaks to her and it, it speaks volumes to even her spirit. This can be something so, so very powerful. When a woman is poured into by the sincerity of her husband's words, it sparks a flame within her that can't be contained. And when this uncontainment is birthed from authenticity, there will no longer, or there will be no, there will be no, let me see the word I'm looking for. There will be no doubt that within her, a fire will burn. And she'll want to allow it, the fire, to spread to her husband. This is, it's kind of funny to me the way that I'm wording stuff. And I'll just share you like a quick story real quick. Like this is just a quick story time. And then I'm going to get back on the topic. So I've been ministering through the Oakland Wife for almost four years now. This coming April will be four years. And my son, my oldest son, he was so intrigued by me having a YouTube channel when I first launched this. And so he was going to school and he was just like, just overly excited about me having a YouTube channel. And he was at school telling his friends about my page, that they should go home, subscribe to it, follow it. And I'm like, once I learned about it, I was like, uh, I appreciate you, but this is not for them. So I would appreciate you if you just, you know, don't do that no more. So, yeah, these conversations being had is 100% not for you, it's not for them. So, yes. So I, when I speak to certain topics, I've just had to learn that I have to always be mindful to use figurative language and to just say things a certain way. So, yes. So I'm pretty sure you're able to convey everything that I'm saying to you. But back to the topic. Attraction. Three keys to, to obtaining desire. 
Consistency is what many lack. And this can be for both sides. For the wife, house chores, y'all know, work, laundry, kids, sometimes causing us to neglect self. And so that beautiful white swan that we know ourselves to be, know how we used to be, then can become like like a off-white, dusty swan. And this is because sometimes when life gets very, very, I don't want to say the word chaotic, but when life lifes, we can get so consumed in so many different things that our presentation can take a back seat. It can take a dive. And if men are visual, if our husbands are visual, then we must ask ourselves, what am I giving him to look at and admire? What am I giving even him to look at and admire? If, if they are visual, if beauty is something that captures the heart of a husband for his wife now when you love you love you love through the thick and the thin you love in sickness and in health but if we ain't sick if we're healthy and now of course like I'm not full face makeup every day it's just not for me it's just not realistic for me to do that every single day But there are things that you can do to spruce yourself up, you know, just doing your hair in the morning, putting on lip gloss, just making sure that you are presentable. This is what I'm speaking to. For the husband, we're talking about just consistency is what many lack. And for the husband, you know, they have work bills to think about. They're the handyman. If he's in ministry, he has ministry work, office meetings. And so that Prince Charming, who you once knew, who was able to just captivate you in such an amazing way, He no longer tells you how beautiful you are, how smart you are, how he loves your touch, or even how your form, your curves excite him. Because even this, after children, there is a level of self-awareness of body change. And this is mainly... I'm not sure what men deal with, but I know that for women, this is something that we deal with. And so with him not being consistent in sharing things to you that will call you forth, even in your spirit, even in your mind, even if you may be dealing with with issues about your presentation about how you look things that it's just hard for you to get back to the place where you once felt confident in your in yourself in your skin because maybe there's a pooch maybe there are stretch marks and inwardly 
the wife doesn't feel beautiful. You don't feel beautiful with these things. And so because of this, it could be something that causes you not to be motivated to express yourself because you would rather not show yourself and be what the Bible talks about naked and unashamed because of what you may be dealing with internally because there is shame hiding behind your new look, your new reality. Like there, there's so much that could be encompassed in this. There is frustration or could be frustration behind what was lost through gaining something precious, but still the mental capacity, but still the mental thoughts and things that you deal with and just not feeling like yourself, like the consistency of where things started based on where they are right now can play a great deal in obtaining desire in your marriage. And so with everything that we have discussed thus far, what is the purpose in obtaining desire for your spouse? What, why is this significant? Why is it even up for discussion? Like, why are we discussing this? And so... I always say this, but after we are slain in the spirit, okay, after we're slain in the spirit and we come back to earth and we come back to real life mentally, you, me, we daily, we are daily faced with life. He will be daily faced with life. In this life. We are faced with three things, and this is biblical. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The Bible says that these three things are in the earth. 1 John 2, 15 and 7, through 17 says, For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And it's not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So again, <clears throat> after you come down from the spirit and you realize you have to do life with someone, the goal is until death do you part. So if you have decided you don't want to part, you want to make it until death do you part. But that could be 40, 50 plus years down the way of life here on this earth. To walk through life together with someone in this time frame, so much can happen. You're talking about 30, 40, 50 years being married to somebody. There's so much that can happen. Hearts can drift so easily. And it actually doesn't take long, especially when the honeymoon phase wears 
off. So we're talking about attraction. Three keys to obtaining desire. And we're going to get into the three keys shortly. But according to loveatyourbest.com, they list the seven stages of marriage. And the first stage is the honeymoon phase. The second stage is the realization phase. Many people are in the realization phase. Like, what in the world? Okay, so the third phase is rebellion phase. So after you realize, okay, this what? <laughs> okay, so I didn't see this in the beginning, but then it goes into the rebellion phase because it's like, okay, I don't want to do that. I thought I wanted to, but I don't want to do that. Then it, it has reassessment phase, reunion phase explosion phase and completion phase and so stage three through seven can be 15 years within a marriage so many people are still in the realization phase that may follow this channel because according to my analytics a lot of the ladies who follow this channel are between the ages of 27 and 35 so they're around my age so we're doing this, we're doing life together. So we're talking, and I think that's why it's, it's so relevant because we're walking and living this thing out together. And as I learn and as I grow, I teach. And as God give me revelation, I teach, but I'm in it with you guys. I'm in it with you ladies. So after the honeymoon phase, where you begin to realize and recognize that everything about your husband that turns you off, that's when the battle begins and will challenge your vows. Through your building of a life together, working through difficult situations, compromising for peace sake, all of these things will put a strain on your union and heart. The intimacy between a husband and a wife is a major component that God uses and orchestrates to keep you bonded and tied with his making of that threefold cord. When you look into the eyes of your husband, when you touch him, when he touches you, you kiss him, you, you, you guys hold hands. Oxytocin is released in your brain, which is the happy or bonding hormone that bonds you and connects you on a deeper level. It's not just surface, but it's not just like surface words. Okay, yeah, there's oxytocin like being released. No. There are literally hormones being dispersed and released in you, through you, through your bloodstream to keep you bonded. And this is God doing this. And so oxytocin is the same thing that is released in a mother's brain and a baby's brain when the mother first has the baby. Every time the mom kisses the baby, oxytocin is released in the baby. Oxytocin is released in the mom. And that is why the bond is so strong. And so this is a very, very powerful tool that God has used. OK, I know y'all going to be going through a lot of stuff. I know y'all going to have bills. I know y'all going to have death in the family. I know y'all going to bury babies. I know y'all going to do this and do that. Now, that's not everybody's story. 
But something something is going to captivate you because we're all going to face different things. But God said, I need something that will be able to keep them bonded because life is going to hit them and life is going to get hard. But I need something that is going to keep them bonded. And God said, OK, when this happens, when they do this, when they look at each other, when they touch each other, I'm going to allow consistently for oxytocin to be released in their minds, in their brains, in their body so that I can keep them bonded because I know if they have a strong bond, even when they get upset with each other, they'll remember. Even when they get frustrated with each other, they will remember because I'm going to bond them. That is why consummating the marriage is so important because it bonds you in a way that you can't do with anybody else. And that is why God has just strictly expressed that the waiting of this very thing, this very thing, because it bonds you in a way. That helps you stand the test of time. So the importance of you keeping and obtaining a healthy desire for your husband, it matters. It's not just surface words. It matters. And some. And the same thing goes for him. The same thing goes for him. The importance. Of keeping and obtaining a healthy desire. For both parties, it matters. But how do you initiate this and or keep this going when you hit pockets in your marriage where you have no desire to do anything extra than that which is absolutely necessary? So I want to share. Do I want to share this now? Okay, yes. So I'm going to share the three keys with you for obtaining desire for your husband. Now, there are so many things that can be stated for this, but here are the three or the top three that I chose that I believe will benefit you where you are today. Anything that is positive will help you to obtain desire. The way that you interacted with each other in your dating phase, when you do all of that consistently, you'll be bonded. But we get away from those things. But I'm just going to focus on three things. The first key, focus on his strengths. When we focus on the strength of a thing, our mindset toward it will be healthy. This is just like a logical thing that when you focus on the good, the bad doesn't gain a foothold on you and have so much power over you. When you focus on his strengths, every time he does something positive, you share how grateful you are. Concerning that, how blessed you are to have him who is willing to do that for you, for your family. When you focus on on the strength of a thing, it takes the power away from all of the things that may get on your nerves. It takes the power from that. When you choose 
to speak life. When you choose to say a thing that even if you don't see it, but you're speaking it into existence, because as believers, a major part of what we have and see in our lives today is that which we spoke. And so if you continuously speak from a place of gratitude and from a place of positivity, you're going to see many things unfold for you in a way that would bring you joy, that would bring you peace. But when you focus on the negative and you continuously say, you'll never. You never. I don't like this. I don't. Whenever we speak from a place of negativity, that releases things in us as well. Now, I didn't look up what is released. But there is always a pro and a con to a thing. If I speak negativity, there are things that can be released into me that can cause me to feel depressed. If I speak positive, even people that speak positively to plants, the plants flourish. So if our words are that powerful, if our actions are that powerful, how much more would it be if we were to use those positive words, positive thoughts concerning our spouse? So the second key that will help in obtaining desire for your husband is to explain what you need and not just feel as though your mind can be read. Explaining what you need and not assuming that if I open this refrigerator hard, In our last discussion, this is going to make him know I'm not happy about that. So if I open this refrigerator hard, you, you know something wrong with me. So you need to come over here and talk to me. No, speaking up, speaking your truth and love and explaining what you need, whether that's mentally, whether that's physically, whether that's sexually, whether that is whatever it is, speaking up and explaining what you need. I'm not a mind reader. You'll never be a mind reader. We can't read each other's minds. We can't read each other's minds. And I know sometimes we want it to be that way, but we can't. And even though we want our actions to speak louder than our words, they won't. They will, but it's not going to be the outcome that you want. You got one frustrated person, then the next person going to be frustrated. Now y'all going to be frustrated at each other. And then it blows up from there. Where has it ever gotten you? Where do you think it will ever take you? When you can allow God to instill in you the fruit of the spirit of having self-control, having patience, and then you sit and you say, okay, Lord, teach me, because we talked about this, I don't know how many episodes ago, but having a docile spirit where we're not always bucking and fighting and having a goat spirit and we just like going and warring all the time. It's like, Lord, teach me how to speak the eloquent wife. Eloquence, being able to convey words in a way that any person in the room will be able to understand. You're good with words. You're able to convey what you need, what you desire, and 
It is a place that will help you when you learn how to speak. Because what you need, it matters. A need is very, very different from a want. A need is very different from a want. A need is something that you must have to thrive. We need food. We need water. We need to, if you need your husband to speak to you in a more gentle way, if him saying things in a certain way triggers something from your past, then you need to speak to him and let him know, this is what happened. This is why when you do this, it makes me feel this way. And I would appreciate it if we can move away from that because when this happened, it makes me not want to and so forth. And so the last key to obtaining desire for your husband is to dress to impress. Now, this may be like, what? But dress to impress. When you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you will be more open to him coming on to you. The more he comes on to you, the more he touches you. Oxytocin is released in you, the bonding hormone, giving you authentic desire, which can ignite those natural sensations that make you want to, okay, I'm going to say, visit the mountaintop. When you allow yourself to become stagnant in this area, your body goes to sleep. You hear about women always saying that we're slow cookers. We're like a crock pot. And to a degree, our bodies don't react to sexual stimulation as fast as our husbands. And that's just a fact. But if it's been like 15, 30 minutes and you still frozen, you still cold from the refrigerator. Your body is refusing to wake up because it's as if a foreigner is touching it. It's as if a stranger is touching it. Proverbs 327, it says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in your power to do it. The Bible talks about Adam knowing his wife. If you disregard him in your thoughts, in your mind, you roll your eyes in the dark. All of this affects you mentally and where your mind is, your body will always follow. If you always wish that he will hurry up and just leave you alone, move on. Nothing is going to happen for you. You're going to be somewhere cold, frustrated. Because if we can be honest, wives, we need love too. We need love too. And your need may be different from his, but when you have 
when you have a good get you right moment, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Amen. So I'm done with all these riffs and semi riddles of talking in codes. But the desire you need to keep your marriage strong rests in your hands. Everything is not on God. You have dominion to speak what you need and desire to see. If you desire a healthy marriage, the desire for your husband will have to come up. If it's indeed lacking. You know, if you inwardly cringe when he's coming close to you. No one can take the place of God, but then God can't take the place of your husband. And so. If you inwardly cringe. Concerning your husband. Then this is a moment where you do step back and you say, "Okay, Lord, I think I may see myself in this. And we have to remember when God said that it wasn't good for man to be alone. First Corinthians 7, 2. But before I read this. It's one thing to be single and waiting on God to bring your spouse to you. But then it's a whole nother thing that when you're married and you're in covenant and it is sin to look at anybody else, talk to anybody else in a way that dishonors your vows. But within your own home, within your own space, you are still struggling as if you were a single person. Because what is in arm's reach is still unaccessible to you. That's, that's unacceptable. And unto God is unacceptable because first Corinthians seven, two says, but because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman, her own husband. And so if we're living in bondage and if we're living in, um, what's the word? If we're living in shackles, even in our marriage, what does that say? How does that even convey to the world we say that we trust God believe God and we're doing all this stuff we're quoting scriptures we're doing all this stuff but yet and still our our marriages what are they speaking are they amplifying the Bible are our marriages amplifying the Bible the biblical way for things or are we Saying one thing on the surface, but underneath it, when we go home, either he doesn't give time to you or you don't give time to him. Either way, God is saying each person should have their own spouse because of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is everywhere. 
You go to the store, you see somebody. You go to the movies, you see somebody. You go out to eat, you see somebody. There's always something in front of you. But God is saying, if you have your own person, when you keep these things, this especially under control at home, when you go out, that won't be raging in you from the start. That won't be raging in him from the start. I remember what it felt like to be sold out for Jesus and still longing for a deeper human type of love with someone I could share my heart with and my life with. And so balance and perspective, balance and perspective. Some say Jesus is all I need. And this is not anything. This is not a shot at anybody. You know, if this is everything that you need, but. That's completely fine. That's completely okay. And he is everything that we need. But if marriage is held in honor before all given by God, then you can have the best of both worlds where you can have your salvation and live a sinless life. Being able to enjoy all of what God has placed before you. But it's all in getting an understanding. It's all in getting wisdom. It's all in pushing self aside. It's all in dying to self. Marriage is a place of sacrifice. Marriage is a place of death where you die to self and you look and think about the well-being of your spouse. It is when you consider them more than self. It is when you esteem them more than self. It is when you recognize, I know what he needs, but I don't want to be bothered. So I will withhold this and he better not do anything extra or I'm leaving. We cannot stand before God and know that we know what to do good, but still not do it. God is saying that's still sin. Even if we not out here living a ratchet lifestyle, God is saying, if you know the right thing to do and you don't do it, it's still sin. It's still sin. And so wherever we are, all we do is say at the end of every conversation that I have, whatever you are dealing with, all you have to do is say, Lord, help me. Because I need help in this area, because if I can be honest, it's not easy. If I can be honest, I do want to go to bed. If I can be honest, I do want to do this. Or if I can be honest, I do want to do that. But God is saying, OK, but if I'm giving you wisdom, keys to help your marriage to flourish. And if I'm telling you that if you don't take care of this area, even if it's him to you, even if he's not taking care of this area, the enemy will use it and get into it and cause. Trouble. And this this doesn't have to be you stepping out on your spouse, him stepping out on you. But the enemy wants to destroy your home. That's just point blank and period. His desire is to destroy your home. His desire is to destroy your home. He wakes. Well, no, he doesn't sleep. 
his ultimate mission every single day is to destroy your home. Because if you can be unified with your spouse, how much damage can you and will you do for the kingdom of God? How much damage can you and will you do for the kingdom of God? Obtaining desire. Obtaining desire. Lord, we thank you because you are good. And your heart towards us is always for us to flourish. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. If you learn a thing, you just apply a new thing. It doesn't have to be, mm, if I start acting like this, you're going to be like, what happened to you? If you learn a thing, you can just apply a thing. It doesn't have to be a big drawn out thing. It can just be you simply applying what you learned. And if it resonated with you, anything that was said, if it resonated with you, you just work on that part. Whatever that thing is that you know that, yeah, I see myself in that one right there. Now the other one, not too much, but whatever resonated with you, you take that to God. You say, Lord, I need help. He will always help us because what is released even in us, even as a hormonal release in us, that's powerful. If I act out of character and I act from a place of frustration, if that's releasing negative things in me, Lord, help me. To speak life. Help me if I struggle with being vulnerable. If I struggle with touch. If I struggle with making eye contact. All of these things that help to bring the bonding element. Even after I do. If you struggle with this. Then you say, Lord help me and show me the root of why I feel this way because there is something blocking that if the one that I am one with if his touch makes me feel like I'm being touched by a stranger if it makes me feel like I'm being touched by someone who will do me harm, then that right there is a red flag. Lord, what is this? And so even in this, God, we ask you to step in even now and do what only you can do because your desire for us is to have an abundant life. And anything that you do, anything that you do, you do it with excellence. And we trust you with our lives. And we trust you with our hearts. 
And we trust you with your wisdom because we know that if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of your righteousness, everything will be added unto us. And so, God, we thank you for adding unity, healthy desire in us for our spouse so that the enemy won't have any place to work and hide in in our marriage. Because if the enemy is hiding, at some point he's going to jump out the closet. And it's going to be something that you didn't know was there. It will, be, it will be something that you wasn't expecting or you weren't expecting. But God, in his sovereignty, is so good. He's so good. I know him to be good. I know him to be good. And he has never failed me. And I promise that he will never fail you. And even when it looks bleak, even when it's hard, it's the hard things that bring about change. Unless it's uncomfortable, many times we don't grow. Many times we don't go to the next level. But when we're willing to get in the trenches, get dirty, not sin dirty, but to get in there and work our marriage, that is when we will see the beauty the change, the prayers that we've been praying. I said it earlier. God is not going to come down and do everything for us. I didn't say it like that, but our prayers are going up to him, but they are building faith in us. And when we pray and when we hear ourselves praying, he's building something in us, but we have to then Take everything that we pray and put action behind it. He's not coming down from heaven. Stepping in between y'all. If y'all have an argument, this is where your prayer and your fasting and you dying to self builds temperance in you. That even if something is going a way that it shouldn't be going, you have enough patience and temperance and self-control in you to say, okay, let's revisit this later. That is God stepping in, but it only comes through you working, praying, fasting. He's not going to come and do it himself, but he'll do it through you if you allow him. And this is by getting close to him and allowing him to change your character, change some things about you that continues to cause frustration in your marriage so I pray that something that was said today was a blessing to you I pray that something that was said today was a blessing to you if you were blessed by anything in this word and you desire to bless this ministry we have a ways where you can give we have Cash App, we have Zelle, we have PayPal. Our Cash App is dollar sign, the eloquent wife. I just love the rawness in our conversations. Sometimes it is uncomfortable 
even for me, even for me to speak it. But in the uncomfortable place is where God works best. In the places where, we're, where we can just hear authentic truth and be like, mm, that hurt, but I know God is for my good. I know God is for my good. He's building something in us. He's building something in us. And his thoughts towards you are only good. And so even when something hurts, even when it doesn't feel good, you have to know it's for my best, Lord. It's for my best. Thank you, Jesus, for sharing it with me. I don't really like it, but I know it's for my best. It's for my best. So I want to close this out. And before I do, I want to release what I was sharing with you earlier about our special guest that's going to be coming on next week. And we're going to have a special edition of our Wifelyhood series. And it's going to be streamed on the Eloquent Wife podcast. And so, drum roll please, next week, we're going to be talking about navigating through hygiene. So this is going to be we, you know, laid this foundation today, but next week we're going to be talking about hygiene, navigating through this, how you can present yourself in the utmost place and space. And I'm not, I'm not going to even get into it too much, but you just got to be here. Okay. You got to be here. This is prophetess Nancy Dozier. She is a power house. She is the realest that they come by. She is amazing. She is amazing. And I cannot wait for her to bless this podcast with her wisdom, with her knowledge, with her understanding, with the, the grace that she carries on her life. I mean, when I say she be slayed all the time, she be slayed. And she is just an amazing woman of God. And I am so looking forward to this conversation so y'all make sure y'all here next week 10 a.m eastern standard time because we're gonna be talking about some stuff and it's gonna be good but it is going to be for the edification of us our presentation you don't want to miss it so i love you much and until our next week's conversation i'll talk to you and see you then love you much and bye-bye
Hey sis, I pray you enjoyed this week's episode. If this was a blessing, then you for sure don't want to miss next week's episode. So meet me here next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern for another conversation about wifelyhood. If this episode was a blessing to you and you'd like to see it flourish, consider becoming one of our beloved podcast partners to help us get this message to more wives abroad. If you feel compelled to partner with the Eloquent Oil Podcast, visit www.glorywarren.com forward slash partner to become an official partner. We have options for you to submit a one-time love donation or you can become a monthly partner through our secure giving portal. With much love and grace, I pray you have a blessed week. And until next time, it's Gloria signing off. Bye-bye.